I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another episode of the Bobo and Flex show. My name is Bobo and I am your host and I'm with the beautiful Flex. Flex, how are you today? We both have diarrhea, so it's <laughs> we're just so in sync. We're so in sync. I actually quite like having diarrhea as opposed to constipation. <laughs> mm, yeah. If anything, I would rank it diarrhea, smooth stool, then constipation. Something about a smooth stool, it just never feels like you're done. I'm almost waiting for oh, some sort I of cue. Yeah, and there is you no like cue. wait. Honestly. Funny enough, I've actually never been constipated before. Like what? my shit. Yeah, like never in my life have I been constipated. I don't understand. I've had diarrhea lots of times. I have diarrhea every time I'm on my period. Um so I have period I'm having my period shits this month. I love this is such a great way to start the episode. But yeah, it probably I would is agree because you've you. always not yeah, it's probably because you've always been surrounded around good whole foods having family that works in restaurants. You probably knew what a vegetable yeah. was as soon as you came out the womb. <laughs> and yeah, the rest I of really us were did. like, "Wait, <laughs> McDonald's isn't good for you?" Pass <laughs> <Literally>. way. <laughs> no, literally, I was in the womb eating whole foods like mm-hmm. I was that bitch. I've been that's that why bitch. everybody stays mad. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, oh, but I'm gosh. so mad because my skin doesn't appreciate my diet. Like, I feel like my skin needs to show me more love and like more appreciation. Like, why do I still break out on my period if I treat my body so well? I'm so mad. Isn't that the eternal question? Because I'm sure there Honestly. are a ton of people who have great balanced diets, who have skin issues. And then yeah. as someone who lives a preservative-based diet, who manages to drink maybe a glass of water every second day. <laughs> <laughs> but your skin is glowing. It's just glowing. It's a shame. I mean, for everybody else. <laughs> Honestly, no, I'm so mad. I also hate that men will literally eat McDonald's mm. and pepperoni pizza every day. <laughs> they will literally lotion themselves in fried chicken oil. Like, and yet still have the most luscious skin. Men will literally use 15 in one body wash conditioner and still look glowing. So I'm actually mad. <laughs> I don't know why God hates women. And I'd like to file a report. On the note, on that note, today we're talking, we're doing a Q&A actually. We asked you in our Facebook group, which you should join if you haven't joined. We've asked you to send in your questions, both deep questions, but also silly and frivolous questions. So I think we're going to start with our silly and frivolous questions. And then I guess our next episode will be the deep questions. So let's dive right into it. Our first question here. uh, Let me bring it up one second. Okay, our first question here is, who would you each have at a dinner party of 10? Anyone living or dead? Mm. These questions always get me because... Oh, my Mm. doorbell. One second. Okay, no worries. This question is actually kind of hard. I think... Okay. Dead or alive? Um, People are going to beat me for this, but I would have Trump there because I genuinely actually want to understand why he is the way he is. Like... Has anyone ever sat Trump down and been like, fam, like, who hurt you? Like, what, what's actually wrong here? Um, so yeah, Trump and Kanye West, because I actually, like, I need to understand. But I think my second people would be Adam and Eve. Oh, I have so many questions for those bitches. Yes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) cause you know what? Like, what really happened? Adam gaslit. Yes. Adam. (laughs) 
Adam was abusing Eve, okay? Eve did not eat that apple. I 100% know. Eve did not eat that apple and Adam gaslit her into believing that she did. Mm. And then Adam went and told God and was like, see, women are fucking trash. Period. Punish them. Mm-hmm. Make sure they have... Like, no, I'm not convinced. I'm absolutely not convinced. Um, <laughs> so Adam and Eve, because I really want to know. I also want to know, like, did you guys fuck? Like, did you have body image issues? Like, I just want to know. Like, <laughs> did you guys enjoy being alive? <laughs> like, what if do you enjoy the Garden have- of Eden? What if they don't even have the vocab to express those thoughts? They seem like true. very simple people. And true, I mean, the way it true. was written in, in, the, in those few words that describe what happened to them, it was very yeah. much like, hey, sweetheart, sweet children, don't don't eat those apples, don't eat the forbidden fruit, and don't go yeah. into the garden, okay? Garden? We shouldn't go into the garden, but it's Literally. Literally. <laughs> so what if they're just like both daft as fuck? <laughs> I'd probably... Because also imagine just being stuck with one nigga. Like, I'd be so bored. I also want to know if they were ever suicidal. Like, did you guys ever contemplate? Like, were you bored? Did you question why you're even here? I just have so many questions. Um, To this, that, I also would invite Buddha. I think Buddha made a lot of points. Yeah. Uh, He also has some explaining to do. To make some more points for us. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Well, then can Jesus explaining. come? Like, Jesus needs to come. No, okay. Jesus Jesus made some points. <laughs> like, I need Jesus to explain why his religion is so oppressive if he's so cool. Like, do oh. you still associate with these Christians? I need I need Jesus to explain. Like, I wonder what he's going to look like. Honest, I think Jesus is cute. Like Jesus yeah. must have been cute. Yeah, but like, honestly, just real conventionally attractive. Honestly, like Jesus looks like Idris Elba. Let me tell you now. What's Wait, his what accent? if Idris Elba is? Ooh, what is? Yeah, what's his? he gonna sound like? Okay, it's Russian. He... It, wow. It's like a like yeah, like a sexy Russian accent. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. yeah yeah no jesus is a cute but he's not actually russian he just has a russian accent for the aesthetics yeah like just for the vibe Mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah jesus is also invited i also i want to ask jesus like why did you die for humans like was it worth it look at us now like yeah what if he's like, yeah, no, like to be honest? Like, <laughs> I didn't really think My dad like made that. me do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I want to know, like, must love be suffering? Like, why do you think love is suffering? Like, I need, I need, Jesus has some explaining to do. Um, who else? I think Leonardo da Vinci was very interesting. He can come as well. Um... Yeah, I think that's... Oh, you know who else I'd invite to dinner? Mm. Um, the Native Americans that were chilling here when Christopher Columbus and his crew came over. Like, I want them to tell the real story. Like, mm-hmm. I want to hear the real story. Um, I want to hear the real story of old indigenous people. Like, who were the South Africans who were here when the Dutch and the Brits came? Like, mm-hmm. I want to know what really went down. Um... Yeah, I think um, I think that's it. Yeah. So who are your? <laughs> I mean, I'm just coming <laughs> to your dinner party. I'm not doing another one. <laughs> like, like Jesus is not going to go to two dinner parties. So I'll just be the no, maid Jesus at yours. Coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the maid. <laughs> I'm dead. Okay, should we go to the next? The next yeah, one. Let's do that. Uh, the next one is, would you date yourself? Yes. <laughs> would you? Why? Only because <clears throat> once, I think it was right around the time when we were making our dating series and we were asking each other all these really uh, p- like pivotal questions about dating and if we would date ourselves. Um, and I think we might have both answered that we did, but I think from there... I started doing things that made me feel like a more worthy partner for myself and for others. 
So learning skills, like conflict resolution, learning to drive, getting a car. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Open communication, vulnerability. And to be honest, I've seen the dating pool, especially in Australia. If I couldn't Mm. date me, and if I'm not willing to date me, then that means I'm relegating myself to the people that I think are undateable. (laughs) Gross. Not me, bitch. Wrong bitch. (laughs) I have to me. I am not the worst yeah. you get. Not at all. I feel that. No, I feel... I actually... Hmm. Because someone asked a follow-up question, which was, do you get on your own nerves? Mm-hmm. Which is a really interesting question. I think I don't get on my own nerves, but if I was dating me, I would. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like... I think it's I'm very it. inconsistent. Yeah. I think I would fuck myself. But, and I sound like a psychopath for saying that. Um, but I've always wanted to know, like, what that's like. And I can't believe I'll die not knowing. What a tragedy. Yeah, but it's a shame. Yeah, I think I might annoy myself if I was dating myself. Okay, but what do you think your worst or one of your worst dating habits is? Ooh, um, one of my worst dating habits. I think I struggle to, I thought I was good at this, but it turns out I'm not. Compromising is just not my, I have, I have very high standards across the board, like, from the smallest from like something as minor as food to something like how my living space should look I think I have such high standards for myself and how I how I want to treat myself that I struggle to compromise with other human beings um and I think yeah I also oftentimes don't really see why I should compromise like I oftentimes feel like people think they're compromising when in reality they're just settling Mm -hmm. I think people are just conditioned to believe that love is suffering Mm -hmm. and so like it's just a necessary prerequisite to love is or people believe that a measure of love is how much you're willing to suffer for other for other people and I just don't buy into that idea so because I believe I don't believe that you measure your love by how much you're willing to suffer for someone. I think a lot of the sacrifices that people make in relationships are just unnecessary. And that makes me seem selfish, but really it's just self-love. I don't know. How do you, what, like, what is your relationship with the idea of like sacrifice and compromise when it comes to your relationships? I mean, naturally I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Only because, um, as the word suggests, sacrifice and compromise aren't really behaviours or actions that you can quantify. So usually when when someone's asking, or let's say I'm asking someone to sacrifice or compromise something, I've obviously quantified that as something that's doable and easy, because if it's not, I wouldn't have asked. But generally, when somebody receives feedback, they need to compromise or sacrifice something that they do or a behavior that they have. It feels like a huge ask, right? And it feels Mm. like a character change or pretty much a character assassination. And so I feel like no matter what you're asking for, the person who's on the receiving end of that is always going to feel like you're asking for more than you are. It's just how it is. Oh. Like we don't we don't live our whole lives being ourselves for someone right. to be like, hey, you're great, but also do this thing that you've been doing your whole life the same differently for me. Mm. So no added benefit. Yeah. Just so I don't get yeah. mad at you. <laughs> it's not <laughs> worth it. I just feel as though and, and granted I do think that there needs to be elements of problem solving. Um, and open feedback and communication in every relationship. But I think yeah. fundamentally, any sacrifice or compromise um, on a scale that actually matters to either party is always going to be an issue. Yes, of course. Yeah. Compromise on like what you want to eat. Maybe you're going to eat like, you know, you're going to eat in three times a week instead of seven because, yeah. you know, you want to go out for dates more. Or alternatively, you're going to eat in more because you want to save for a holiday. 
these are great and doable because there's mutual benefit for both of you that's quantifiable. I can mm. say that if I do this action, it will result in me having X amount money of money so I can go on a holiday. But if yeah. someone's asking you to be more clean, it's not, there's no quantifiable benefit. That's qualifiable. It's a feeling. It's yeah. intuitive. What is clean? What's clean to you might not be clean to the other person. And then you'll take, it's, it's just, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. Yeah. But so like, how do we date people who are different from us? Cause like we're all different from each other. I think I just don't understand like, I guess I guess the solution is that you your lives have to be as separate as possible in order for you to enjoy someone as much as possible. So like the example that you chose, um, if I'm asking you to be clean and your standard of cleanliness is very unclean, we just should not live together. Like that like that facet of our lives should be completely separate so that we can enjoy each other without having to infringe on our cleanliness you know like i think one of the problems with relationships is the assumption that like our lives have to merge like you have to merge your life with your romantic partner when in reality i actually think we have to differentiate between a boyfriend and a life partner. That I don't think the two should be one. Like I think people should have life partners and then people should have boyfriend and girlfriends because the two just aren't compatible. Like I just don't think the process of building stability and security can coexist with the process of building desire and eroticism. Like the two always cancel out. So everyone should have two, like have your one nigger who's your boyfriend and then have another who is your life partner that you're (laughs) building stability and comfort with. And I think that is the only way to like solve this dissonance and this problem of sacrifice and compromise and 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 yeah i agree look i hate to sound like a nihilist or someone who's quite jaded when it comes to romantic relationships uh, but as a child mm. of divorce i've been skewed from the get-go <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <been> no <laughs> conditioned uh and just my lifestyle and the people i surround myself with maybe it's confirmation bias maybe it's fact but in heterosexual relationships, men are always the weakest link. It just always. is what it is. No, without fail, always. You could have the best man in the world. He'll, he's still just, you're still settling. Like, that's also my theory that like, in heteronormative relationships, the woman is always settling. And, like, that's a gross generalization, so it's not really always, but the vast majority of the time, women will always settle because men are conditioned to be trash. Like, it's just what it is. Which brings us to the question of, like, why do we even date men? But I guess that's another question for another day. Do you think, well, as a society... Of, like, why we do anything, though. We've all mm. gathered that a lot of things that are enjoyable aren't necessarily beneficial. And so Facts. it's just a constant yeah. weighing up how much do you give and take before it's yeah. too much. I do wonder if we have evolutionarily moved past the need for like heteronormative romance. Like as a, cause if we go back 50 years, romance was important for like building stability and capitalism and, and, and because women were oppressed and women were seen as property. But we've moved past that. So what is the function of romance in modern day society? Like, I often wonder if we just, if it's just an outdated concept that we should just throw away and just move past it. Well, I think that even though, like, as a society, we've evolved past these concepts, like, Mm. as evolutionary biological beings, we're still cavemen, just with iPhones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so the reason why I think we're drawn to these very archaic ways of being is because we've just developed far too quickly for our brains and the way we're meant to function. Like, bitch, I should be out oh, here picking berries yeah. for my man and my children. Why must I be out here laboring in that way? And my man should be out here going to kill rhinos to bring back yeah. anything Meanwhile, else he's starting a podcast. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> 
his starting Meanwhile, podcast. Meanwhile, his hands are soft. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Honestly, like I think about the fact that I just, I guess I struggle to see what is the use for cis men. Like, what purpose do cis het men serve in society? Like, why don't we just? Put them on an island and move on without them. Like, I just don't understand. It's tricky, though, because, like, I just feel as though... How do I word this in a way that makes the most sense? You know how when we talk about race a lot, and if you go through the timeline of our episodes, I definitely started out far more... Uh, what's the word? Um, open-minded and excited and hopeful about the possibilities. And then yeah. as we continue, I get jaded. And I think it's because of the fundamental fact that for, if we're talking about race in terms of black people versus non-black people, for the themes that black people are discussing, it's not really beneficial for them to be looking for understanding and connection from non-black people. It's yeah. just like somebody validating a dream you had. If they can't see it, can't experience it, and it sounds a little bit weird coming from your mouth, then, like, how beneficial is it for you to tell them, right? Right, Similar right. to, like, like cisgendered hetero men. I feel as though if you've been the benefactors of a corrupt system that's only served to validate you for your existence, mm. in minor ways and in large ways, not everybody shares the same level of privilege, then what is the incentive to do better for the gender that's been seen as your superior up until now? It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Right. And even if you've encountered, you know, cis women or whatever women in your lifetime that you value, that you think are important, they've still been in positions that are subservient to you. Server positions, fucking, you know, caretaker positions. So where, where you might value them on the hierarchy, they're still beneath you in some way. <laughs> so I think, mm. like, fundamentally at the core, that's what we're seeing in these romantic relationships, these cis-hetero ones. This idea of, like, it looks like a partnership and smells like a partnership, but there's a <laughs> dependency that we're not going to be talking about. And Ooh. there's a level of expectation and sacrifice that we're not talking about. Yeah. And I think, you know, not enough people are looking at romance with a practical lens. I'm not saying romance has to be inherently practical, but romance isn't doesn't happen in a vacuum. We're not right. fortunate enough to not have it bleed over into the other compartments of our life. And so you might say, it doesn't matter that my boyfriend isn't emotionally intelligent. It doesn't matter that he doesn't have a good job. We have love. Sure, come <laughs> to me when love and cuddles, you know, provide you all the tools bills. that you need to function <laughs> yeah, in modern society. Yeah. And then I will gracefully back out and say, that's enough. But it's yeah. not. It's really not though. It it it's wow. Wow. Okay, on to our next question. Um, if you could appoint a leader for your country, who would it be and why? Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all realized that like no matter who steps into these positions, they're going to be they're going to Trash. be victim to the same issues that any other leader in the position before has has done i mean yeah. don't you go let's say you go into presidency or any type of politicians field your job is to uphold the role like mm. i just i don't really feel like there's time to make real change maybe there is i don't know i'm not convinced yeah that would be my answer too um the power absolute power corrupts absolutely everyone so <laughs> Yeah, it just doesn't matter who you put in that position. They will be trash. And it's like, I honestly feel as though, once I I was reading this opinion piece about, that was just elaborating on this idea that, yeah, anybody you put into a position of that much power, it's not going to see it for you. It's not going to make changes and adjustments that are going to benefit you directly. Perhaps indirectly, Mm. not directly. And I was thinking of how um, it just sounds a little bit... I'm looking for the correct word. It just sounds bizarre that we keep looking to these really corrupt systems to make positive change. 
There's so much we can do on a community level to improve our quality of life, yet everyone's still looking to those politicians that you judge today, yet expect to see you for humans tomorrow. Like, think about, like, let's say, not even in like a, I'm gonna be like, you know, a pacifist, fucking virtuous bitch, but just imagine if all this, we have suburbs in Australia, you have, well, you have in in, in the States. Yeah, yeah. Like the things that go in between the in in the cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Sub> <laughs> yeah, suburbs. Um, imagine if each suburb, not to say that they were governing themselves, but there was, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think. It's too early. But if there was incentive <laughs> for us, if there was incentive for us to care for our communities and to ensure that as a community we're creating. Uh, goals and ideas and, and systems and practices to uplift all of us. Like, think about those communities that have those co-ops and, you know, you have you have childcare and carpool and all of these mm. small things that remind you that community should serve to benefit you as an individual as well. I only see this shit when I go to Ghana, this expectation that whoever lives in this locale is my responsibility. And if you need help, if you need someone to drive you, if you need someone to feed you, then we all elevate together. That to right. me sounds sooner plausible than waiting for one person to be elected into one position who's going to make rules and regulations that benefit everyone in the same way. I don't, I don't get it. It's, yeah. I think the problem is that people can't imagine working for their communities as opposed to working for capitalism which is why like no one will ever overcome like that's fundamentally the problem but yes our next question this was an interesting one about facebook groups and women which sort of ties into our previous conversation about dating cishet men um does the moral arc slash more realistically, the algorithm of women dominated Facebook groups lean towards discussing interpersonal issues? I've noticed so many, my boyfriend does this post in the last year, even though so much <laughs> else gets discussed here. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever been in a young woman dominated Facebook group where it hasn't gone that way. Mm. Why do we why do we as women keep asking for interpersonal advice when we already made a decision or know the answer and why are women on facebook always talking about men <laughs> that's an interesting question what are your thoughts so many on like feelings will get hurt yeah i know <laughs> um what are my feelings on that i mean <clears throat> i guess why it's happening is that perhaps a lot of people's vocabulary has shifted. They've been introduced to new ideas, but that's not really um, amounting to change. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like these concepts of empowerment and solidarity in your, in womanhood and all this shit uh, are buzzwords that help us identify mm. people who might think similarly to what you do in an ideal world. Um, but through my interaction with people online, especially like, for example, if I would ask a question to my audience on Instagram, perhaps I would do a poll or a survey. The majority of people without fail will answer the question as if they're going to be judged by me rather than what they think. Oh, and I think a lot of what we're recognizing as growth or maturity or broadening of views is just cues and tools that people are using to make sure that they're identified by their right community. And it's not necessarily right. amounting to a change in ideas or behavior. I mean, you said it yourself, like when people started to use the phrase feminism or feminist as a, a tool to identify people with similar belief systems, but didn't yeah. realize it was like a practicing movement with a destination and goals. Everyone's like, <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> I wasn't trying to do all that. No, no, no. Yeah. But I am, I do remember when we first started the Facebook group, um, it started off like pretty varied as far as the questions were asked and then it did for a while turn into and I guess it still is it turned into a group about dating and like boy dilemmas um and I wonder like I wonder what it is well I've never been in a male-dominated group 
So they're probably also just talking about sex and sending nudes and <laughs> doing child porn. Um, but I wonder, like, to what extent women are conditioned to orient our entire lives around men. Like, I, I actually wonder how much, how much real estate does thinking about dirty boys with dirty fingernails mm. take up in the average woman's brain? The average like, why is woman it, who dates men as well. Yeah, like, yeah, so the average woman who dates men, like, how much real estate, how much time do you realistically spend thinking about romance? Mm. And I'd be so curious to know how that differs across genders like for men who date women i wonder how much time they spend thinking about romance and not sex but like actually romance do you think I find people that really are just projecting onto those group spaces what they didn't have in high school <laughs> because Ooh. i've been thinking about how i was reading I don't know what I was reading, maybe something on Twitter, but somebody had said that they didn't trust people who had, who express that high school is the best time of their life. Yeah. They, they'd want to go back to high school or whatever yeah. it is. Um, they didn't elaborate. Oh, I think it was a no nuance November thing, but anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and so I started thinking about, you know, people in high school and, and why they wouldn't have a good time, why they would have a good time, what time that I had. I loved high school. Would I go back? Definitely yeah. not. Yeah. Same. I was thinking that a lot of people, didn't get the traditional high school experience where you felt like you belonged, you felt seen, you felt like you could, you could express yourself creatively, you had experiences dating, you had experiences with sex, had experience with drugs, partying, all of these things. And so I think what we're seeing is a lot of people who are just late to blooming, late to experiencing oh, certain things. Yes. And so, and to be fair, a lot of Facebook groups mimic high school dynamics in so many yeah. ways. Like yeah. you see the pecking order, you see the social hierarchies, you see the systems, you see the way people flock together. Yeah, the, the ganging out- up. Yeah, you see the way people are made to feel like outcasts if they don't fit within the group uh, structure of belief system. Mm. So it's very obvious. And I think just like when you see a structure like that, you regress <laughs> into yeah. high school and all yeah. those um, – all those kind of safe spaces that you didn't have then. I just don't, I mean, to be fair, I, I, like, as I age, I definitely think that asking strangers for advice is probably one of the worst things you can do. I think mm, that. Why is that? <laughs> well, just because it's too prompt. And we see it a lot when we read out, um, am I the asshole <laughs> things from Reddit? <laughs> yeah. For those of you who don't know yeah. what am I the asshole is, it's basically a forum on Reddit where people, um, recount scenarios that they've been in to figure out if they were the asshole, if the other party was the asshole. And whenever people are telling stories about themselves, they always regard themselves as the person who was the victim, the victim, or the person yeah. who was the angel. You know, and very rarely right. do you do you retell the story in a way that's completely fair to both parties or all parties, or the mm. story that presents you as the bad guy. Similarly, in these groups, when you have people asking, my boyfriend said, um, I was thinking about some guy wouldn't text me back. More often than not, we're not getting the full context of the picture. And it's just the tool to be validated by like-minded people. And I think always we're looking for, you know, what's that quote? Like, do you want to learn? Do you want to grow? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Do you want to learn or do you want to be right? That's it. Oh, and I think yeah. In a, lot of these, yeah. in a lot of these instances where people are looking for, you know, community and stuff, they just want to be right. And being yeah. right is being seen, yeah. it's being the same, it's feeling connected. No one's looking to really learn and grow. Not even the girls who come and be like, I just wear fake tan to feel confident. That's not blackface. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, and it's not, and it is what it is, and it's fine. 
I am very surprised though, to go back to the, the point of the question, I am surprised yeah. how quickly every, not every post, but how quickly the popular posts are issues with people and their relationships. And mm. I'm not sure if it's that because like misery loves company or like we're all a little bit like sadistic in the sense that we love to see people suffer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why I read the comments. <laughs> um <laughs> But I don't think it's a conscious thing people are doing. I don't think, I think anybody who has um, often posted in our group about relationships wouldn't regard themselves as someone who is, you know, orienting their lives around dating. They'd be like, oh, I just had a query. But in reality, the evidence but, is Yeah, there. no, I don't believe it. Yeah, I also think about, um. okay, for you personally, like how much... Because I also, I think about like this podcast and your content on your Instagram stories, like not that much of it is about romance and mm-hmm. like, you know, like, oh, I need advice. How much real estate does romance take up in your brain? And what do you think for you takes up the most real estate? I think rom- romance takes up much less space because I'm in a relationship. And it yeah. sounds counterintuitive because you might assume if you're in no, a I partnership, and yeah. you have someone to do romantic things with and for, then wouldn't that take up yeah. the most space? But I just think a lot of being single is like... Is looking. Is, is looking. Like it's a, yeah. a full time job to be single yeah. and be wanting to be in a relationship. It's yeah. a long time dealing with your own insecurities, doing shadow work, making sure you're someone who's dateable. I mean, you internalize a lot of a lot of weird things if you're a single person. Yeah. The perception yeah. of being single, the perception of not wanting to be in a relationship, the perception of not looking, all that shit. Um, and I think, but before that I was in a relationship, we definitely stopped talking about dating content for the specific reason that it's boring. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing new to add to the conversation. And yeah. most people who are searching for advice sound really naive and immature. Yeah. Like very rarely am I are we look, very rarely sorry were we answering questions that really required our outside opinion, especially with the lack of context we were given. It was never, mm. hey, I'm I've just gotten married, I've signed into a mortgage with my partner, I'm pregnant. I just found out that he's cheating on me with my sister. Um, but you know, unfortunately, you know, I uh I can't be mad because, you know, he was dating my sister first, but then I, cheated. yeah, you know, it's, there's never, it's never juicy. It's really basic That's shit. The thing. Yeah. Basic it's always answers. like, Oh my God, does he like me? Yeah. I texted him <laughs> 10 times and he responded with an emoji. Yeah. What does that mean? Like, that's always the question. And it's like, if you have enough energy to deal with this, then like, it's so fine. But yeah. for me and for us and this podcast and the content, we were like, no, thank you. Yeah, Especially it's, it's it was just a never-ending cycle of the same yeah. questions and the same answers. And it's, it illuminated to me that most people aren't ne- aren't necessarily willing to do what needs to be done to be in a healthy partnership, to be in a secure partnership, or to actually date people that they want to date. This right. whole, like, I won't text first. I won't pay. I won't do this. I won't express what I need. I yeah. won't, you know, he's a little bit racist. That's okay. She's a little bit homophobic. That's okay. Like, mm-mm-mm. Yeah, no. It's the absolute ghetto. Mm-hmm. What I find most ghetto, this extends beyond Facebook groups and the internet, but <laughs> what I find most ghetto is the scam that your relationship status is a marker of identity. Mm-hmm. I think the reason why so many women, <clears throat> and I'm talking about women right now, women who date men, so many women who date men waste so much of their lives just looking for love as opposed to just existing. Like just as if that love will do anything for their happiness levels or for their fulfillment or for anything. Like, there's so much emphasis placed on love as a marker of identity, but also a marker of success versus failure. Like a lot of people are conditioned to believe that being single is a, is a source of personal failure. Like you are failing in some way because you haven't found a mate. Like, mm. and I wonder how much of that is our biological drives versus just social conditioning. 
because I don't see as much men or I don't see this extent. I don't see this with men to the same extent. The, the idea that like, oh, not having settled down is your, your failure. Instead, men are seen as bachelors. They're seen mm. as, it's, it's a lot. It's also the fact that women are disposable after they turn 30, according to society, and men only age like wine. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like women are conditioned to be on this, like you're just sprinting against any, an illusionary, <laughs> an illusory clock that actually doesn't exist to find a man who will actually make you extremely unhappy, <laughs> that you will end up leaving anyway, because he'll be trash, because he's a man, but you've oriented your entire identity around a void that didn't need to be there to begin with that was created by capitalism wow do you think it's because of the fact that once you get to a certain age um all those messages you've internalized from media right about being Mm. like an upstanding good person does good things is in a relationship these conventional markers of set of success sorry um they kind of get merged with this idea for a purpose-driven lifestyle and most people Ooh, don't have yeah. or won't have purpose. <laughs> like, how can you say that so casually? But what they do have is access to things like career and romantic relationships and mm. family structures and dynamics. And those concepts all get kind of intertwined. Yeah. And I also think that what you spend a lot of your time doing, you might internalize to yourself as this is my purpose. So if you just by nature are a young person who's been dating a lot because that's what you you have access to do, because a lot of people don't get that opportunity in high school. Not everybody's right. cute, you know? <laughs> and right, then suddenly right. you get to like 2021 20, and you've got yeah. options, you know? Suddenly people who are 30 are looking at you different, maybe looking at you too closely. People right, your own age right. are options. And so the ratio of dating increases exponentially and suddenly like I said before what you do often gets confused as what is your purpose so if I'm dating often and I'm putting in all these man hours woman hours people hours then Mm. is this not what I should be doing is this not my purpose and maybe not on a conscious level but I definitely think that subconsciously people <clears throat> Every, I think, yeah, subconsciously, people's relationship to romance is very weird. <laughs> no, it is. This it's nonchalant, unhealthy. with this, with this obsession, with this like insecurity, with this hyperconfidence. Yeah. It's just all of it seems just a bit, a bit strange. Yeah, and the codependency. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that romance is structured in a way. Romance is planned obsolescence. Planned obsolescence. <laughs> So it is structured in a way where the two parties involved will inevitably become codependent. And that very codependence erodes the love that, that brought them together in the first place or the desire that brought them together in the first place. It's such a scam on so many levels that I'm actually amazed. I try to catch myself too when I find that I'm investing too much into my romantic life. Like Mm. it's such an easy thing to slip into. Like recently Mm -hmm. I've decided to take a break with my boyfriend because I just realized, holy shit, like I spend so much of my time with you that I don't have, I spend time alone, but I don't have quality time with myself. Mm. Like I used to be the type of bitch who takes myself out on dates and like, Like, I'm the type of person who spoils myself that I realized over the past few months, I've been spoiling me and my boyfriend, where it's like, no, 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 like, I have to regain my independence. And like, so you just decided we're not going to speak to each other or see each other for the next month, because like, that's so unhealthy and codependent. Mm -hmm. But it's something that happens without you even noticing, you just spend so much time with someone until you realize that like, oh shit, wait, when was the last time I spent quality, not just time, but like, mm-hmm. when was the last time I spent quality time by myself? Not time spent working, not time spent worrying, but just like quality time of just pampering myself. Like we need to normalize that. We need to 
normalize dating yourself more than we normalize dating other people. Like normalize investing into your own life more than you normalize investing into someone else's life. I think that's great advice for well-balanced people. (laughs) (laughs) But because I'm a big fan of that. The more I age, the more I realize I'd love to be in a long distance relationship purely so I'm not tired to being near someone for more than I'd like to be on a week to week basis. Because it's like, you, you know, if you're dating someone in the same city, there really isn't a great excuse and when I say great excuse, I mean a, an, a re, an, it's almost like a rationale that would be well understood by both parties and everyone who will hear it of why yeah. you won't see your partner. Like, but what do you mean? Why don't you yeah. live together? Why don't you do these things? Why don't you? Yeah. Like, because I want to hang. What? I just, I just want my space. What do you need? Space Literally. For? If you're in love, you don't need space. It's like, are you sure? Uh, no, honestly. <laughs> I can guarantee my mum needs space from me all the time. Um, But I think, yeah, for well-balanced people, that makes a lot of sense. But I think a lot of people really take, um, really put a lot of, I don't know, it's not pressure. They gain a lot of satisfaction from being partnered. It is. Really? Yeah. Why would would that be satisfactory? um, You know, that rhetoric of like, you know, you're a half person until you find your other person, then you're whole. Yeah. I don't oh, think people toxicity. are actual half people, but I do think a lot of people have found a sense of belonging in their partner. And when I say oh. that, I mean, like, not everybody is raised feeling confident and secure and like they have purpose and hobbies and interests and a path. It's all just like bottlenecking to this one thing of like getting a partner and once you've gotten oh my there God, like, wow. i did it like i got the partner we can it's do things together like i don't have any friends but my partner why do i need friends why do i need a what? job i just want to hug my partner all day Sis, <laughs> oh my get get on tiktok this is what the community is this is what the community is saying it's more what? often than not this is i don't come across wow. and like use our facebook group as a as a litmus test yeah. Obviously, not everybody who engages in our group is who is in the group. I think a very small percentage are the, are the people who actually post some things. Mm. But look at the rhetoric of those who do post. It's people who seemingly have put a lot of pressure and stress and time into this idea of a relationship. So much yeah. so that they're asking strangers on the internet to give them advice on people who they aren't even in committed relationships with right i've been seeing this girl for 10 months and she's not out as a lesbian but you know we have a really good connection and these all sound like issues this doesn't sound healthy but you know what maybe you've been orienting yourself towards this destination for so long that as you inch closer and closer the reality of a situation is secondary to the reality of this you know this goal that you've wanted I know, but that is, like, I just don't even understand, like, how do you justify staying alive if you're just, like, suffering? I think I don't understand settling. Like, someone has to you genuinely sit me down. People, like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, like normal human behavior goes over your head. <laughs> it's genuinely... Who benefits from settling? Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> why would people just be in relationships <laughs> I, like one that just sucks like you just don't i just think like if the only benefit of being in a relationship is that you're in a relationship then there are no benefits you but know i think what I mean? that like, a lot of people don't look at their lives as what is beneficial and what is not beneficial it's what what mm. haven't i experienced what do i have access to and then so wow. on and so forth and so with a lot of these experiences that we may see and be like, fuck, that's not beneficial. They would say that for the lifestyles that we live. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like for anyone, even like imagine this podcast, right? Two people yeah. who didn't know each other joined forces yeah. to labor for free to become emotional <laughs> punching bags for strangers on the internet. <laughs> that sounds insane to me, but here we are two, two years onwards that's yeah you're right that i think that's the crux of it all like that is like the fundamental explanation for human behavior 
especially when it comes to relationships. Like, why do we do things that we know we will regret? Because we're humans, like, because that's just what humans do. And I think mm-hmm. it's just as simple as that. Like, why do people date people that they know aren't good for them? Because they're just, that is human behavior. And I think we wow. also know less than we think we do. Mm. I mean, there are very few things I'm completely sure about. Everything's open yeah. to a change of view, a change in circumstance. I'm open to negotiation. Not actually, but I'll hear it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So there are very few things I'd be like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. I don't believe it. And so I just think that we're constantly being persuaded by the forces that be, whether it's yeah, directly, yeah. indirectly. And so I understand when we get to these really pivotal moments um, and don't know what to do or how to feel or I think it's more so we don't know exactly what to do to guarantee the outcome that's best. Like the dots don't connect in a linear way. So for example, if someone's messaging us and saying, I really want to be in a secure relationship. Great. But what do you do from point A to get to point B? It's like, or suddenly it's like work on your mental health, work on how you see gender roles, uh, improve your relationship with your parents. Uh, understand what your boundaries are, learn how to set those boundaries, uh, understand what conflict resolution is, know what your apology, like suddenly it's like 16 fucking steps and it's all too right, much. Yeah. Yeah. So I get it. Like it's a matter of, it's, I think for a long time we were all applauded for knowing, like knowing what you want, know where you want to go, know who you want to be, all these things. But the steps to get there are so confusing yeah. and aren't linear. And it's just that long. Whatever step you do take probably won't get you to your end destination anyway. Um, but, you know, enjoy. I know, I know. I guess it is also just like a matter of priority. Like I think I, think I treat my career the way a lot of people treat romance. Where yeah, like. same. <laughs> Yeah, like, I'll settle in my career because it's just a career. Like, it's not that deep. Mm-hmm. But I just cannot be settling in my relationships. Like, I just, I can't justify that. There's too much at risk, you know? Absolutely. Too yeah. much at risk. And, you know, like, uh, the way I see career, like, it's proof of concept. The amount yeah. of time I put into it has directly resulted in something that's beneficial for more than just my career, my whole lifestyle, you know? Right, right. Relationships are something that I'm like, ah! I can, like, I, when I reflect on, like, the people that I've dated, slept with, or whatever, I'm like, mm, some of that didn't didn't need to happen. Wasn't beneficial, yeah. you know? Yeah. Maybe even scarred me. Maybe hurt my brain mentally. Maybe hurt my yeah. psyche. You know, that doesn't really feel completely necessary. And so when I picture relationships for the rest of my life, I'm like, oof, those things seem volatile. Like even as good as they can be, I'm like, I don't even know if it's, like how good can it be when the bad things in relationships can be so bad as well? Mm. Like I think when I, when I reflect on career, the bad things are never as toxic or as debilitating as in comparison to how good the good can be. But it's like you think you hear stories about relationships. It's like, oh, yeah, we were in love and then we got married and then we had kids and then she left and then I had to look after the kids and then she filed for um, she filed for sole custody and then I lost the kids and now I'm sad <laughs> yeah. and now I have a relationship yeah. with my kids uh, and I don't have the house anymore and now I'm in debt. I'm like, oh, it, it can just, it, get, it, get, it gets worse. <laughs> like, it really does. <laughs> The stakes are so high with yeah. relationships. Like settling just is absurd to me. Like unless you really have single, nothing to lose. <laughs> honestly, so I feel no. a lot of people don't have much to lose in that arena. Like really? they might no, in the sense that um, if if you've put being partnered on a pedestal and that mm. is the pinnacle of your life. Um, And I don't mean like being somebody's partner. I mean just partnership generally. Finding a person, doing things together. If that is the pinnacle, then whatever sacrifices you must take to get to that point feel worthwhile because that's what you're working towards. But if being Ah. partnered is not the pinnacle of your life, (laughs) then suddenly you view the steps steps that you need to take to get to a healthy 
long-term partnership as harder yeah. and actual like labor intensive work right 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 as opposed to being like a means to an end or whatever yeah no i i get what you mean well, there we have it, guys. Thank you for sending in the question. Should we do one more for good measure? Yeah, let's do a quick one. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay, here's a fun one. If you could create a law of the universe that everything in existence has to obey, what would it be? Everything has to improve. Ooh. And it's subjective. So whatever yeah. that is for each species, like plants have to... To, to be more vibrant the veggies have to be more nutritious as time goes by <laughs> yeah and everything is like completely like cyclical and symbiotic so like everything improves um just as much as it needs to to benefit everything else yeah what does human improvement look like like if the human species improved what would we be doing differently literally everything <laughs> i just don't <laughs> yeah. think humans have the basics down of oh. anything yeah like language communication procreating sustaining one's life keeping mm. the earth safe um maintaining a schedule for oneself like compartmentalizing yeah. a day i don't think as as a a species that we do any of that completely well and optimized not in the same way like these like you know animals be doing it you know yeah, like, what do you hear about these, no, I get these octopi you. who have, like, a hundred years ago, they knew that, not a hundred, a hundred million years ago, they knew that they needed this to function. So they just did that and they changed their DNA and now they do this. Amazing. Mm, a human yeah, could never. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. What's yours? Ah, uh, wow. This is actually such a good question. Let me think about it. I think for me... Oh, okay. I think for me, it would be everything that is healthy has to feel good and everything that is unhealthy has to feel bad. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that is such a good one. Yeah, because like, wouldn't that just solve everything? Everything! Like every time Jeff steps into the Amazon rope, like he would just his 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 testicles would wrinkle up, like they would. He would get a kick in the ballsack, like every wow. time. Yeah, every time someone manipulates someone, they just get a migraine. Like you just. <laughs> And that would honestly fix decision fatigue as well. You know, this yeah. idea that we get so fatigued by all the decisions we need to make for ourselves. If we mm. just instinctively knew what was good and what was bad, that would fix yeah. everything. Everything. Healthy, like, unhealthy, good, bad, whatever. Yeah. Like every time you had a pepperoni pizza, mm -hmm. you just actually get a migraine for six hours. Mm -hmm. Like, but then I wonder, like, we drink alcohol and wake up with hangovers, but still drink alcohol again. So. I mean, this is oh, why but, I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense to me. I'm like, this feels Yeah, terrible. but I still think, like, the process of drinking should feel like you're drinking needles. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> honestly. No, that was a really good one. Yeah, I love that question. Well, there you have it, guys. Thank you. Oh, I'm not using guys, gender neutral yeah. language. There you go. There you have it, lizards and aliens and mm -hmm. jellyfish. Thank you for being here. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter as Bobo and Flex. We also have a Patreon where you can support us and listen to ad free episodes. You will also get the episodes earlier than everyone else. So. Follow us on Patreon, Boba and Flex. All of this will be in the description box below. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Oh, and Bye. also, before mm. we buy, you must all tell your friend to listen to the podcast. You cannot yeah. be improving your brain in a vacuum. If you come yes. to the podcast, learn three new words and don't put your friends on, then you are a selfish friend and you don't want your friends to watch them. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> go I, even the friends you like they're not gonna get it then you need to be the the google translator for their brain yeah and make yeah. it make sense we can't all be like this echo chamber needs to get bigger and bigger and bigger for the yes. sake of us 
we can't be having conversations about morality and racism in the ways we have been doing it for the next 10 years we have to see improvement yeah get your gut like bring your men men need to listen to this podcast your trump supporting cousin let them listen to this podcast like chain them to a chair and be like bitch listen to this episode about race or i will beat you so you know do that rate us give us a review because it helps us continue making the podcast and we'll catch you in the next episode bye bye ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.